This is the MIT Alumni Books Podcast. I'm Joe McGonigal, Director of Alumni Education. My guest, Jim Henley, PhD 76, is the Myra M. Sampson Professor of the Department of Mathematics and Statistics and at the Logic Program at Smith College. Though he's published for his share of academic journals and presses, Henley's new book, The Proof in the Pudding, due out this spring by Princeton University Press, is his first foray into cookbooks. A self-described doodler with noodles, Henley clearly loves cooking as much as he loves logic. Along with sharing his favorite recipes, Henley allows himself some profound observations about raising a family, managing stress, and forever aiming for perfection. I interviewed Henley this month, and I asked him why he took on this subject now. Well, I decided to write it uh, about 20 years ago. It's been a long time uh, in the process, and and I, I found it difficult, in part because I had so many ideas, and really too many ideas to fit in the book. Uh, and so I guess part of it was writing, and part of it was talking to people, and part of it was cooking, and part of it was playing around with puzzles. But part of it was throwing stuff out that, that uh, got in the way of the, the most important messages and, uh, and, and setting other things aside for the next book, whatever that is. You're teaching at the same time, you're researching. This was a side project in the works for a long time? Well, yes, except that, you know, if uh, teaching and, and, and projects are, are really part of the whole thing. Uh, I mean, I'm always thinking about how do I bring mathematics to people? Uh, and what is it that gets in the way of, of students uh, connecting with mathematics? Um, and I, in some sense, this book is an answer to that. It's, it's or my answer or one answer to that. You seem to do a lot of defending of mathematics as fun in this book. I don't know. It's a result of bad teaching over the years or standardized testing. But what's driven the fun, in your opinion, out of the classroom? I think students uh, naturally think of, of mathematics as fun when they first start out. And it's, it's school that gets in the way. It's school and the, the demands that students pass tests, the demands that students figure out the answer that's in the teacher's head rather than what makes sense to them. And it's fun, fun is, was taken out at an early age. Um, and um, it, has to, it has to go back in. I, mean, I, uh, I think fun is, is critical. And this, this, is, this, is, this is my serious uh, point here. It's critical. You have to have fun. If you don't have fun, uh, you're going to stay in math as long as people make you and no longer. I wonder if you could read this excerpt, uh, the beginning of chapter two. You make this comparison between I can't bake bread and I can't do math that drives your point home. I sometimes hear people say, I can't bake bread. The way they say it is familiar to me. The, the words are different, but the tone is the same. I can't do math. The confessions are similar and similarly sad. They're not about weakness. They're about anxiety. In truth, everyone can do math and everyone can bake bread. Both acts are exercises in problem solving. The remarkable fact is that the best method for solving math problems is also the best method for solving problems in the kitchen. Back to that notion of fun. Has college gotten too serious? Well, 
Definitely. Uh, and, and the threat of, of having um, exit exams or having a, a national standards for college education um, is, is, I think, is, is threatening to the whole idea of fun. Now, if you think about how well we have done or not done with elementary education, secondary education, I think you have to really praise colleges for cleaning up the messes. I mean, most community colleges uh, spend a lot of time doing, uh, uh, helping students get to the point where they can actually be college students. Uh, college is doing a lot of right things, and um, I, I uh, tamper with it at your peril. Did you run into many obstacles in the editing process or in the publishing of this book? I think I had I had trouble I had trouble getting it adopted, uh, but that might have been my fault. That is, every time somebody said, "Well, I nice book, but uh, I'm I don't see a market for it, and uh, I'm I'm not quite sold on it." Uh, reflected problems that I still had in, in trying to conceptualize this book, because it really is a very different sort of book. Um, in the end, I, I pared it down, and somebody liked it, uh, liked it a lot, and so that's, that's nice to hear, and that, that worked. You say, ironically, that the fraction of people cooking today is smaller than it was 40 or 50 years ago. At the same time, you say the math preparedness of adults entering the workforce is seen as lower, too. It's true that students' uh, algebraic skills, uh, computational skills, are lower than they used to be. Well, they don't have to be quite so good anymore because we have uh, calculators. But I think the students are just as good for what I have to do with them, which is teach them calculus and, and, and bring them to the math major. Uh, and and perhaps even better, and the reason is not because they know more, it's because they're better problem solvers. And they're better problem solvers because they've been messing around with technology for so long. The, the most important thing you need to know about solving problems is you have to be unafraid of failure. You've, you've got to just jump in and try something. Well, these kids can deal with software the way that we can't. Any, that, that older folks have, have trouble with. You know, we, we, we see the screen and we don't know what to do, so we don't do anything. They see the screen, they don't know what to do, so they do something. <laughs> and, and if that doesn't work, they'll try something else. And if, and if they mess things up, they'll reboot and try something else. That's, that's so important. And so important if they can, if they can transfer that problem-solving technique to other areas of mathematics, of cooking, of any field they want to go into, then, then they're golden. Like the motto of Silicon Valley of quick, productive failure, this seems to be true of management as well. Is that going to be the next book? It, it may be on mathematics as art. <laughs> That's what kept creeping into this book. You're, you're critical at times, very subtly critical, of uh, these three ingredient books that have ingredients with ingredients. And there's such great parallelism with that in math, isn't there? In oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because uh, in, in math, uh, it's, it's very important that we prove things. Uh, and if you're going to prove things, you have to have confidence in the, in the tools you're using to prove those things. Uh, but if those tools are actually theorems that somebody else proved, well, then it's, it's 
partly your responsibility to make sure that those theorems are, are true and that you're uh, using them properly and so on. And the same thing is true in cooking. If you, if you see a recipe that calls for ketchup, um, you must worry a little bit about what's going on into that ketchup and, uh, and, and maybe uh, because if you use different ketchups it's going to come out differently or uh, uh, are, are you outsourcing this recipe or are you cooking it yourself? Uh, it's, um, it's fun sometimes to make those ingredients. I've made ketchup via an old joy of cooking recipe and uh, and as a as a logician I have uh, proven I've started with axioms for arithmetic and proven all the theorems of arithmetic that I need to go on further um, that's that's kind of fun and it's fun to make students go through it they enjoy that too talk about your MIT education how is that alive and well in the book or evident at least well I had a great time here and uh, I had a lot of fun. I I uh, I was in a group of about um, seven or eight students, all of this one faculty member who who left pretty soon after I left, uh, and we were all we were all friends. We were working together. We were supporting each other. It was um, it was a it was a it was a wonderful collaborative experience and. Uh, I, I think maybe my first real collaborative experience in mathematics, uh, and it showed me how much power there is in that. Uh, uh. What about current MIT people you follow in mathematics or logic or otherwise that you think are doing important work in this field? Well, I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention, and it, it's not just MIT. It's it's uh, I, I I look for stuff that interests me, and I jump in and, and play with it. Uh, I'm, I, um, you know, I, I have tenure, I've been promoted, I don't need to do anything, I can just have fun. And that's, that's really what the academy is all about. That's what college, that's what university life is all about. It's, it's letting your mind go where it wants to go. And what else are you reading right now? I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm in the middle of reading A Year in the Life of Shakespeare. It has nothing to do with uh, math or cooking, but it, um, it's fun. I'm a logician. I was I was um, in mathematical logic at MIT, and uh, I I see a lot of logic in Shakespeare, especially in some of the sonnets. And um, I've got theories. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Can you leave your fellow alumni with a puzzle, either out of the book that you love or a challenge you could throw out to them? Well. Uh, th there's, a, there's a chapter on what I call clueless Sudoku, and uh, these, are, these are puzzles that are Sudoku-like, uh, but the, there are no numerical clues. In the, you don't see any numbers when you see the puzzle. Uh, so a, a typical clueless Sudoku would have a square that's divided into funny-looking regions, uh, and you're supposed to put the numbers uh, 1 through n, whatever n is the size of the square, in each row and each column. Uh, but the additional clue is that the sum of the numbers in each region has to be the same. Um, and you kind of have to look at them to see what's going on. Um, but uh, I, I, I like the, the elegance of not seeing numbers in the puzzle, but numbers appear in the answer. And my favorite of these puzzles, which I think is just beautiful, is a little 4x4. Four four. And maybe you can show it. It's a, it's a beautiful, it's a 4x4, four four, and they're just 
two regions and you're told the sum of the numbers in each region comes out the same. Jim Henley's new book, The Proof in the Pudding, is now available online or at your favorite local bookstore. Jim Henley, thank you for joining me. Oh, pleasure to be here.